growing fears of a possible coup in Myanmar. The military made its move in the early hours of the morning. The military has carried out a coup d'etat. An MP catches the moment soldiers arrive at his house. They've seized control of the country and detained key government officials. Military chief Min Aung Hlaing now rules the country. On the 1st of February 2021, the day before Myanmar's democratically elected government was to be sworn into parliament, the military staged a coup. A nationwide internet blackout was enforced and the country's president, Win Min, State Councillor Aung San Suu Kyi and several other high-profile government officials were detained. I was in the country when the news broke. Over the next few days and weeks, I witnessed Myanmar people of every age, background and ethnicity show their opposition to military rule, first through the banging of pots and pans, and then by taking to the streets in their millions to peacefully protest against the Tatmadaw. I felt helpless. I was unable to speak out or do anything to help from within the country. I watched as the civil disobedience movement began, this peaceful resistance led by medical and healthcare workers, was quickly followed by bankers, lawyers, teachers, and engineers. People simply refused to go to work until the military returned power to the elected government. Myanmar began to make headlines around the world. An online aerobics class went viral, and Gen Z's colorful and inventive ways to oppose the military kept the world's focus on what was happening in Myanmar. This woman is recording a workout video, all while a military coup is going on behind her. Sorry, bang jago. Ampun bang jago. But then the military's deadly crackdown, which was no longer confined to the ethnic minorities who'd suffered for decades, began. Rarely the focus of Western media. Karin, Kachin, Chin, Rakhine, Kaya, Kayin, Mon, and Shan people had long experienced the wrath of the Tamador. The genocide of the Rohingya, whilst widely reported, had not been stopped, nor the perpetrators held accountable. This same military had now taken control of the country. Commander-in-Chief Min Ong Lang waged war on peaceful protesters. The first victim fell. Over in Myanmar, a 19-year-old woman is reportedly fighting for her life after being shot in the head. Hundreds more would follow, with thousands of people from all walks of life, unlawfully arrested and detained. Night raids and stories of torture would become a daily occurrence, with reports of more and more unspeakable atrocities being committed against innocent people every day. Watching from the UK, I felt sick to my stomach, as my friends fell silent on Facebook and my messages failed to go through. Mobile internet access has been largely cut off as the military tries to suppress anti-coup protests. Unable to speak out or to do anything to help the people of Myanmar and losing more and more of my basic human rights every day, I decided to leave the country. From the other side of the world, I watched in horror as friends continued to send me footage of unspeakable crimes being committed by the Myanmar military. I sat in disbelief as the Tatmadaw launched airstrikes along border areas, forcing hundreds of thousands of innocent people to flee their homes. Fires ravaged refugee camps. Influencers were imprisoned, activists arrested, and poets burned alive. 
More and more stories of horrific murder, kidnap and torture reached me daily from friends in the country. But no one was talking about it here. In Myanmar, since the coup in February, the police and military have reportedly tortured at least 21 civilians to death. Today, all around us is silence. The Western media has moved on. Protests continue, but on a much smaller scale. Given the ruthless murder and torture of peaceful protesters, many are too frightened to openly show their resistance. Internet blackouts have become the norm. People have begun to clear their social media accounts for fear of arrest. The media has been dismantled, journalists imprisoned, news corporations shut down, and poets, politicians, and countless innocent people murdered. Myanmar's youth have been robbed of their futures. Some have fled to the jungle and joined the resistance. Many continue to participate in the civil disobedience movement. Others have been forced to return to work. A generation of influencers and activists are being eradicated and erased from existence. Fear and paranoia has gripped the people. The military's psychological warfare and propaganda is once again having the desired effect. On Tuesday, the military junta used missiles on their own citizens, forcing thousands to flee their homes and seek medical treatment in neighboring Thailand. And so, this podcast, Anna, Conversations with Myanmar, was born with the desire to simply keep the conversation going and to let the people of Myanmar know they have not been forgotten. With so many amazing people, both inside and outside the country, working hard to fight for freedom and basic human rights, we want to offer a platform for these voices to be heard. Some have been fighting this cause for decades. Others are just beginning to raise their voice. Through these informative and inspiring conversations, we aim to give hope to the people of Myanmar that they will one day experience real change and finally live freely and in peace. You can help the people of Myanmar too by simply keeping this conversation going. Listen, like, follow and share.